I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude. Screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. Just the two of us again. We're back. Me and Nico Nero. Indeed, indeed. So I hope you guys enjoyed our two-part special with a guest. Very, very insightful. And our other guest episode. Yes. 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 So, two-part. Shout out to Yeah, shout out to as well. So, I was going to say, how did you know? But I did say two-part, which is a bit of a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. I do what I'm talking about. Nothing but love for you, Ant, you know. But yeah, um, I'm I'm still blown the download numbers as well and such a yeah. lengthy episode <laughs> I think some tactical marketing has to be given yeah, yeah, <laughs> kudos yeah. there hmm top 10 LGBTQ plus movies released on LGBTQ weekend hey, you know? it, 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 it might <laughs> it's gonna happen as Tiny said in one of my favourite songs he released written in the stars yeah boy it's just the way it happened to be so yes no it's been a good time so this is an interesting and I'll tell one. you when I saw the numbers I was ready to pass out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah. tell you boy I turned on my computer and I was feeling frisky keep downloading like that guys and we'll be going from Miami to Ibiza yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> right so well, this... okay, so wouldn't it be Ibiza to Miami because Ibiza's closer to it it, it is tri- yeah. but he's a London boy as well yeah <laughs> you had me there I was like ideally I would want nothing against Ibiza but that's the way I would want to go to Miami well. yeah but do you know what it is? It's on your way home. You think, nah, stop off. No. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this one is now going to be interesting. So we've had guests for the past few shows. Mm. And now we're doing a top 10 from a guy who hasn't done 10 10 mil. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some of you might be, but I saw the last film. It said number eight. I yeah. like, yes, it did. Them dudes love to keep it real. Real dumb. <laughs> exactly. They can't count to 10? 10? Use your fingers. Use your thumbs. Well, actually, that's why we're here to entertain you. Exactly. Because to go further. Would you know it? Tarantino has written and directed eight movies, but he has contributed to way more films. Oh yeah. Um, Written quite a few, which have made my list, which he wasn't directing. One or two, I'd argue, might have been better with him directing. Okay. Um. Introduced a few, which I, I, I'm going to drop it. Jet Li's Hero. I know that won't be on your list, no. but that was introduced by Tarantino. Another, which I'm pretty sure won't be on your list. He had a small directorial part in Sin City. I opted not to. I tried to yeah. stick to his main director. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's done adaptations, which he didn't write. Okay. Um, yeah, the guys. So, I, I, although he did direct that adaptation. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Your, your list may be more expensive than mine. Mm. I'd stuck to a few. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And fun fact also, did you know that the Tarantino verse, it's all interconnected? Yeah. Do you know how? 
Here's what I want to say is there are a lot of motherfuckers that look alike. And have the same names. Vic Vega, Vincent Vega. Yes. For instance. Yeah. Alabama. Her name comes up more than once in the true, movies. True, true, um, Put it this way. In the... Tarantino's actually what people don't realise, and I only know this because I've read extensively about it in the build-up to this episode. I'm not showing off it. I literally just edutain myself to edutain you guys. There are two universes, and this is his words. So he's created the uh, the real world. I know this. I'm guessing. Like, can yeah. I guess? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the real world, and then their cinema world, which yes. is the universe of so the real of the real world and the beyond real world, and. The grounded movies like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, they all fall into the real of the real world. Jackie Brown doesn't count in this because obviously um, Jackie Brown's an adaptation, right? So yeah. Jackie, Jackie's the is a part. Probably shouldn't be mentioning one of the these part. films now. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, fun fact: Bond. I thought, do you know yeah, what he got from that from? Film? The film. Sean yeah. yeah. Not his, that. That's not his favorite film. His favorite film's Rio Bravo. Okay. His favourite director is Jean-Luc Godard, okay. who's famous for making Bande à Yeah. Fun facts about Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> His first job in Hollywood. Scooping shit. I remember you told yep. me that years ago. Scooping dog yeah. shit off of movies. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. I yep. remember you telling me that. Yep. Years ago. We were still in school when you told me that. Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. So he's got one big, two big interconnected, although it's technically one umbrella of an overall universe. Yeah. And did you know that it also... that. Cinema world mm. is also connected to another world. No, I didn't know that. Kids world. I had no idea about yeah. that. Um, we'll bring it up a bit later. Okay. I think we spoiled enough movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go but but for all of his groundbreakingness in what he's done, he hasn't he hasn't got a perfect movie repertoire by any means. Um, but I don't want to go into that too much now. I guess. I think what this is going to be one of those lists where we do lots of punting, yeah, as opposed to bringing in different movies because we don't have that. But much I think, to do yeah, from. but I, it depends because there are other films I did see and I was like, well, does that count? And I pulled back. Um, For instance, it probably won't be on my list, mate. So to be fair, I haven't watched it. Um, I saw it and I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. Oh god, what is it called? Curdled. Haven't even heard of it. Okay, yeah, apparently he... I think he had written it or something like that. It's about a Colombian girl who's got an obsession with murderers in it. But that's as much as I know. I Sounds like Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... Yeah, that was one of those. And I saw a few other bits. Sin City. There's another one. So stuff like Sin City where he part directed. Did you admit those? For instance, I think I know film. the one you're talking about. I admitted it because that film sucks. Okay, but there's another one where I haven't seen it, but he was not. He didn't. Co- well, he coped, but he was one of four. Is that in your list? I'm sure you've seen it. Four rooms. Yeah. No. Right. So stuff like that, I just yeah. pulled away from. I was really intrigued by that one. I think you, you mentioned it in a previous yeah. podcast. He directed the last part, I believe, with the whole finger yeah, yeah, cutting yeah. scene, and I was just like. I think he wrote I think he wrote that though yeah I think each one each person had a writing direction of each room yeah yeah so yeah but those those things I yeah pulled out and this is it he's he's done a lot more than people realise so when people say the eighth film or in this case this is in honour of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which will be his ninth film he's actually contributed to a lot more than nine films oh yeah 
the list is extensive. Yeah. Extensive. Yeah. But it always feels like you know you're watching a Tarantino film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got that certain je ne sais quoi to it. Yeah. Shall we? Well, we shall, but before we do, please. <clears throat> so for those of you tuning in for the first time thank you so much for joining us please be sure to share this podcast with all the movie fans you may know leave a five star rating and leave a review on our iTunes page and fun fact we are now also on Spotify we are now also on Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts and Castbox the silver screen dudes are expanding you can find us everywhere how does the movie Mount Rushmore work AJ and I each get assigned a topic we go our separate ways and we come back in studio and deliver to you the silver screen dudes our individual top tens AJ will go first delivering his bottom three I will deliver my bottom three AJ will deliver his next two I will deliver my next two then we will trade one apiece if at any time while we are running off our individual top ten list one person has a movie in a high position the person will say punt and we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the high position once we have rounded off our individual top tens we will create the movie Mount Rushmore these are the four quintessential diverse must see movies of the genre which this week is Quentin Tarantino movies yes sir okay so that was quick I know that was quick I was dropping bars there (laughs) (laughs) you did indeed you did indeed okay Buster I'm coming for you here we go ooh ooh let's skip lines you know he jumped over Batman straight for the juggernaut Buster rhymes alright cool cool Twister as well yeah before you're right no 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 I can't mess with Twister. Okay. That boy's okay. too quick. Okay. So this one, I believe, is the one that you said you took off. I kept it because it depends on the version you watched. Go. Because you, I believe, you're talking Grindhouse. Hate those. Hate the. Hate Tarantino's part. Okay. Death Proof. Hater. So I, I kind of in research found out about this. I was like, no, I'm not going to do Grindhouse because it's a two part. And I've, I've actually downloaded it. Did you see Planet yeah. Terror? No, I haven't. I'm trying to. So Robert I'm going Rodriguez to, it, and I'm trying to figure out how they were connected. So I've I've done like both. I've got the individuals and they're together, and I'm going to compare to see how it yeah, works. Yeah. Um, so considering this isn't on your list, in the trailers that you see mm. in these, you have Machete, yes, who is also from the Spy Kids universe. So that then became a film of its own, based on the trailers that was there, but the character was built in the Spy Kids world. Shut up! Yeah. So that's the, that was the one I was saying, goes, connects even further than the Tarantino. Was Tarantino case. involved with Spy Kids? He wasn't, but that expanded, that connected that to another universe. Right, okay. Yeah, Daddy Cahill's okay. Machete yeah, it was created in Spy Kids, then trailered in Grindhouse, Holy and then shit. became its own film. Bang! Yeah. <laughs> Edutained. There you go. So I went for Death Proof being the individual film itself that I endured and Endured is the word. Suffered through. Um, Ain't it painful? So this was the one that my dad ends up coming in and says, what was this? What really caught us, what I really liked, is how he made it look like the 70s exploitation. And then I got yes. thrown by seeing the text message. But then I start hearing stuff like Lindsay Lohan and shit and I was like okay where are we going with this but yeah. I could still live with it and then you, your film I mean I don't know how you wanted to even make this a challenge it's the guy who goes around killing people with a indestructible death proof car cool he when kills. the driver's seat is death proof yeah. everything everywhere else is not death proof so then we see one series of murders followed by nothing again literally nothing <laughs> <laughs> the end made me laugh the end made me laugh. I can't even remember the end. 
for our French listeners, I apologise. I'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible. Call their family back complètement. Like, you're entre les trois. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for the French speaking fans. So, yeah. And those who Googled it, why would you? I tried to avoid the spoiler for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, that kind of made me have a giggle at the end. But what I couldn't believe. A man that in our school days I said is untouchable, no one's allowed to talk shit about this guy, could produce that. Thank you. I just, I was like, what the hell? This and the, and the, this and one or two other of his films, I think he's fucking guilty of trying to copy and paste his original work. That diner scene with the ladies talking around the yeah, dinner table. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, here yeah, before, yeah, 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 and yeah, I've yeah. seen it done better. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. talking about nothing, but you're not making it cool. Yeah. Let me just say this: I'm missing Madonna's big dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. I know exactly what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I just. Ah, oh, I was so disappointed. And this is the part. So my dad said, this is bad. I'm like, look, it's research, please. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's tried to, he's fallen asleep twice. Yeah. On this film. He's woken up and goes, this was bad. We've seen the end. And we're like, it's the first time we had Marvel-itis. Why? Because we were like, the credits are rolling. There must be more. Yeah. <laughs> right? This can't really be the end. Yeah. How wrong could we be? So shit. Yeah. So shit. So that was that was my that was my number ten. I mean, it's bad. It's yeah. so bad it didn't make my list. Right. The number nine. I think we're going to argue because it's probably going to be a punt from dusk till dawn. No, it's my nine. Okay. Yeah. Nine. It's a strange one from dusk till dawn. So I'm very very late to watching this. Right. Was and this your first time? Yeah. Damn, boy! Oh, I, I remember it's been spoken about, and I've heard a lot of people like this one's crazy. This it is crazy. crazy. Legitimately, it is. Yeah, it legitimately is. However, I think I could have done with the crazy had you not given me a first part that gave me a complete different film. But that's kind of what made it crazy. I know, I know, I know. That's One, kind of what it, caught it, people it, off guard. It, it's it's like here's like, a gangster film, and then out of Fucking nowhere! Vampires! Comes a vampire horror movie. Which also makes me wonder can this dude actually do horror, but then I think it's the part of the zaniness of it all. Well, it's Robert Rodriguez directing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. It, it just it just threw me too much, and I'm like, no, no, no. no. It, it, it was fun. It's not that I was bored, no. but I was too what the fuck for it to be. Serious. It's very what the fuck. I, and I was just like, nah. Let me say this. From Dusk Till Dawn, I, I'm with you on this, because the first time I watched it, I remember going, and I knew that there were vampires coming. I, I knew this as well, but I was like, how do we plan this? And I thought, Out of being nowhere. Tarantino, I thought it was going to be more edgier vampires. You know? It, I'm not saying Blade, but you know that kind of... I didn't. I, I, th- I thought this, I think this is banging his wheelhouse. He's a lover of the B movie. Yeah, yeah, true. true. This is completely Tarantino. We'll do some really cool gangster shit at the beginning. You know that whole thing about you know I want you to lick my pussy with Juliette Lewis talking to Tarantino and him having visions of her saying that to her. That's Tarantino. Tarantino looking through his own fucking hand. Yeah. I don't know why I gave you a live long and prosper. <laughs> uh, Tarantino looking through his hand the whole fucking time. I thought that's like yeah, that's. Copious violence. Typical Tarantino. 
using the same cast as he always does with Harvey yeah, Keitel. Yeah, there's, enough, there's enough of it to be Tarantino. Don't and the way wrong. he does the vampires, I'm like, sorry, what other director would turn a really sexy strip scene with Selma Hayek and then, bang, vampire bitch? I am not here to be one who was pided over anything. But, but wow. my God, <laughs> you see, the words evade me. You know what I mean? Wow. wow. I, like, yeah. Yeah. Save the film. I was... <laughs> and Tarantino got to live out one of his life's fantasies because you know how he's a massive. He's got a massive foot fetish. I realised this. Massive. Like if you look at all of his movies, there's always like a really weird foot, foot fetish foot, yeah. scene in every single one of them. So this is the weird thing as well because and here, I, he's I literally got Selma Hayek sticking her foot in his mouth, pouring gin I, or whiskey down him. So it's I, like, I'm, ah, he's a happy man, isn't he? <laughs> I'm gonna go a bit back now to my number 10 I didn't know about the foot fetish but this was really funny I kept seeing feet maybe feet in, foot fetish in um, death proof and it was really funny because my brother went way old school wrestling and went Kurt Russell's character stuntman Bob was it stuntman I can't remember this guy's a real freak isn't he and this is before he's done the on the foot yeah yeah and goes, he's a real snitsky within two seconds later do you imagine snitsky had the whole foot fetish and I was like yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't know that about Tarantino. You guys are learning more and more about massive foot fetish. Okay, I know that there's a line about that in a film to come later on for sure. There's lines. I mean, even he, I, I don't know how he did it, but even in some of the films coming later, he manages to weave them in. The, the, he always manages to weave in a foot fetish. I'll yeah. do my best to remember them as we're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're probably remembering some that I forgot, so we should balance each other out here. I can't think of it in that one, but definitely in that one, and that one. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. This is the one I know we're going to beef on. This is the one we're going to beef on. Come, bring me My number eight, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, fuck you, pun. Cool. Okay, sir, over to you. My number ten, The Hateful Eight. We have to punt. Fuck you hard, but I'm beefing a lot more with you on that. Nine was from Dusk Till Dawn. My number eight is going to be a punt, Jackie Brown. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back to you. <laughs> Back to me. Number seven. The Inglorious Bastards. My number seven. Cool. I, I took your advice. I watched it again. Through the prism that I told you to watch it. Yeah! It was that and just watching it again... Fresh, I think, helped yeah. as well. What I've realised with the later Tarantino films, and that is also the case with my number six, I feel like he's stretching his movies for no apparent reason. Possibly. And that is what I felt with this film. I feel like you could have made it very concise in about an hour and a half, hour 45. This has got some length to it, eh? It's 2.45 Something, something like that, yeah. It's just shy of three hours. Yeah. And I just thought, why? I understood the the initial part of the the Germans going to the French country house. God, that's hiding a good scene. Fuck, it's a good scene. Okay, so we're talking foot fetish. Another thing that I have to... The love. foot fetish is in this one. Oh, yeah. I remembered it after. I thought, yeah. When he's strangling her at the end. Well, before, just before that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And she's... But, but the 
the monologues. We can never forget Christoph Waltz. Yeah. yeah. So fucking good, isn't it? You know, and I love the way he switches seamlessly between English and German and French and Italian and it's like mate you're you, you are absolutely you're on it you're, you're you are absolutely you on it you cast in any film anywhere in the world yeah and I would welcome you yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's brilliant yeah um, but that analogy about the rat versus the squirrel well, touch me on that it, that, it, it's like, like yeah good point it's like even though I'm now breaking it down to you you would still feel the same and you're like yeah I would yeah and I always remember though I mean it touched me more this time but I remember the first time he said that, and around my house where I live, squirrels are quite common. I'm like, yep, yeah. right. I, I, I've looked at you differently, but I still feel you're like a fucking tree rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just your your cute tail changes you. You know, like, you're still a tree rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's this is this falls into his I think B universe, doesn't it? This is obviously his his cinema universe. If we're doing anything, because he's essentially rewritten history here. This is the thing. This um, is the thing. I wondered which. It, it can fall in the cuff because in any universe let's put it this way the comic book universe to an MCU universe mm. the unmaskings are different yeah. so in his actual universe yeah. could this be I think what this movie did which I didn't appreciate the first time is that it was probably underappreciated how well cast everyone was yeah. Christoph, did you did you catch Leah Sedu by the way? I did. In the I house, did. Like, I that's did. the first role. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 I've seen that body. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Leah Sedu was yeah, blinking your miss her. But no, the, the main cast, you know, Christoph Waltz obviously steals the show. Yeah. Fucking steals it. Um, I thought Brad Pitt brilliantly cast as Aldo Rain, Aldo the Apache. Um, Fast Fender was fantastic. Did you catch Mike Myers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was one of those things. For some reason, I was going through the casting because I'll be honest. There was the one of the bastards who was German. Yeah, doesn't say much. And when I looked Stiglitz. at him, when I looked at him, I was like, "Was that?" Um, I thought it was Jamie Lannister. Yeah, Nicolai Costavaldo. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, so I checked and I was like, Mike Myers. And then I'm watching the film, forgetting I've seen Mike Myers and listen. And I was like, "That's fucking Myers." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Diane Kruger was really well cast. Fantastic. Um, and the. Um, I think it's Julie Dreyfus, the girl who was cast as Shoshana. Yeah. Um, is it? I know the surname Dreyfus in the film. Yeah, yeah, it is. I can't remember what her fucking acting name is though. But no, the, the cast were really fuck. They brought their A game to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing I liked is that so Tarantino always. This is what I said to you off camera. I'll repeat it for the audience. But Tarantino always doesn't deal with something thematically but he deals with an aspect of cinema yeah. and always kind of over elaborates that in his movies he's like cool I've been inspired by that now I'm going to have some fun with it in my movie Lawrence of Arabia is one of his favourite films and arguably Lawrence of Arabia has got one of the greatest if not the greatest tension building scene of all time if you haven't seen it it's the scene when they're going through the Rub al-Khali desert they stop at the well and there's uh, one of the um, uh, Arabian tribesmen who's coming off in a distance because you're not allowed to drink from his well but it's so slow it's so laboured but the two guys drinking from the well including T.E. Lawrence are frozen in fear that despite that distance they don't move and it's just coming and coming and the guy's coming and coming and you know that it's doom incoming but they don't move they're rooted to the spot despite this great distance between them and it's fascinating to see how a director builds tension and it's done masterfully in Lawrence of Arabia and you can see it's done here repeated yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fucking repeatedly the scene with you know the, the, in, in the French house the scene in the bar with the Germans the tension there was like ah fucking let me go that, yeah the that, three, well, three. I, was, I was like what? little things like that but the, the way he's picked up yeah. brilliantly on German culture like with the three and three or the way they don't eat strudel without the cream and the way he shot the cream with the macro lens you yeah. know all of these things he's picked up on so fucking well um I thought Daniel Bull, who we haven't mentioned, he was fantastic yes, as Zola. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was brilliant. Very good, very good. The cast was really... Yeah, no one was out of place. They really won. Everything fit, but yeah. Even Eli Roth, who I'm not normally a fan of, he was good. Yeah. It was just too long. If you made it shorter, it was. you could still build the tension. Oh, of course you, you could. You could still build the tension. There was just unnecessary parts, I feel. That could have just made the film more concise and it'd be a good But film. this is the thing. I think he realised he was onto something special with one or two of the characters here. And I think he got a little bit overzealous with the, you know, high on his own importance. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm onto something brilliant here with Landau, the Jew hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put him front and centre wherever I can. Yeah. Like, it was, it was all a little bit too much. Yeah. This is it. And this is why it's our seven. Yes, indeed. Your six? Your number ten. Ah, fuck you. How's that above na- Inglorious Bastards? I still fuck you hard with that. I was, I was torn. I was actually torn between the two of them as to which one I preferred. You're fucking wrong. <sighs> Hateful Eight is shit. I think you overshitted it for me that I haven't seen it until recently. I- Bro, it's fucking awful. What will I give you? There was no need for the wide lens. Like, it's it, 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 Thank you! That was weird. It was weird. Why make such a fucking drama and go literally at war with some cinemas because they don't want to show it in its original Panavision when it's in it for three minutes? Literally three minutes of Panavision! Which again. And it's some it, wanky fucking mountain shots at the beginning. It's like, ooh, mountain yeah. shots. It, it gives you a. You're in the big nowhere, which I get, which could have been the opening. Like, throughout, it was. Literally, you don't make it part of your marketing campaign. This is what I'm saying. You don't need to do it because of that. There was no no need. No need. Literally. Again, dragged too long. Oh. I think everyone was so miscast in this. I think Tarantino loves the chapters. And for that, he wanted to add chapters in the film that didn't need it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that I'll give you. See, the chapters thing for me, that's right. It works. It works normally. Look, we're both editors. You know with my On The Water movies, I've got a kind of rhythmic style to them. They all have, like, I'd like to think, not to be high on my own importance, subscribe to Real Freedom Productions, but when you're watching one of my underwater videos, you know it's a Real Freedom Productions underwater video because of the way I've edited it, you know, and the way it's got chapters and the way it's got the same time yeah. and the way it's got the same similar music, right? I, I kind of don't mind him doing chapters in his movies. That's kind of one of the things that make his no, movies it's, 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 It yeah. keeps it an almost amateurish style to it. Because you don't see that in major no, blockbusters, which I like about that. But you're quite right. I'm not sure, I'm not sure it needed it in this. Um, and the chapters were badly paced. There was like like one and two of them came and went. Long. One and two came and went. And I was like, so was it just two chapters? And yeah. then... Three came along and then it was like three, four. You're like, it was like three, four, know. five. Yeah, like, five had nothing on it. Five was literally them sitting down in their pool of their own blood, hanging the bitch. Yeah, you know, the, and, and the people were miscast in this. There was a miscasting. There that was I, some, give Tim Roth, who's normally brilliant in Tarantino movies, was terrible. Channing Tatum was fucking awful. 
was just wasted. My, so wasted. Michael Madsen, Mr. Reliable, but awful. Um, can't believe I'm going to say this. I thought Samuel L. Jackson was really bad in this. So I remember you saying that, right? And just over the top. The only two people in it who I thought were well cast were um, Walter Goggins, who played the sheriff. I thought he was good. Well, now I did say it. You know, that guy. He was good. And Jennifer Jason Lee playing Daisy Domagoo. I actually like Kurt Russell. I actually, no, the original four, the original four characters that you meet, I had no problem with. Nah, fuck Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. Fuck him hard. He didn't bother me. His facial expressions were off. His timing was off. I like, but I think it was that kind of trying to be honourable but still have shady. I think it had that mix to it. The, the whole Abraham Lincoln letter. What was the point? Tell me what the point of that was. It's used as a MacGuffin in the movie. For what? I what? think it was... So a- this black guy, this one black guy was picked by Abraham Lincoln. And then at the end you find out that it's fake. So... So what was the point? I, I, I can only imagine in a post... Because do you know this was meant to be a sequel to another film that was... No, I didn't realise that. I'm guessing you could guess which one. Django, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't link in well after. But no, he, he changed it. He changed the, the, the theme after... Yeah, so he changed the theme after, and that's where um, it, it became a standalone film. And um, this, again, you remember we were saying a minute ago how he tried, like what he did with the table scene in Death Proof. Yeah, same fucking thing. He's ta- he's stolen from that same movie, which I know is coming up later. This this idea of isolating people in the one area. Same movie as the tables. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all. Oh, let's put characters in one area again. It's like I'm watching this, going. I've seen you do this, and I've seen you do it better. better. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And I can't figure out what he's trying to achieve with this movie. Like, what's he playing with? The characters feel that there doesn't seem to be much of a story here, if any. Like by chance, and my God, are we fucking reaching when we're calling coincidence of timing here? By chance, let's use the good old MacGuffin of. Fucking thunderstorm or you know blizzard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, there's a storm. First off, I hate those plot devices. Why did these characters meet? Reasons. Not through any natural. That's the part reason. that bullshit me near the end. And but let's be honest, eight became as much as a hateful eight. It became like a nine ten piece character. Yeah. And that kind of pissed me off. And I think that part from Channing onwards, I was like, fuck off. Like it just threw it off into something it shouldn't have been and that that did wind me up it, everything was over the top in this movie like I appreciate Tarantino likes to drop an N-bomb a lot I had to say this this was I too much I had to say this I was like I get the era too much but this is too I was taken back I was like whoa Eat whoa, cool whoa. it, you know what I mean? Whoa, whoa. Like, like I know your director who's famous for his gore, who's famous for his amateur view, who's famous for his, you know, relentless social value, racism but, and shock yeah. value. This was too much, man. That whole scene of him saying, and I walked through the snow and got him to suck my big black dingus. It's like, okay, what are you as a character? Are you honourable? No, because you lied about the Lincoln letter. Are you a soldier? 
not really because you're bastardising other you're buggering other soldiers like what are you as a character what is your defining trait you're a fucking confused character it's true and everyone else is just a fucking side character there for some gore factor yeah it was, it why was make weird. this movie what was it about I see it as a whodunit thank yes. you is Tarantino it was, trying to do a whodunit a Tarantino which we've seen already yes yeah it was a whodunit but then it, I think the shock was oh you thought it was in here it goes further I, I hate to feel like I'm doing but here's the thing about it right it was a bit like um, did you see that Kenneth Branagh's adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express not yet no you read the book no okay no. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to side as an argument then the thing about a good whodunit um, and Murder on the Orient Express does not fall into this is the Harry Potter books were quite good at this actually not in the sense of whodunit but the details were always there but there were details which you would skim over and then they'd become important at a later date and you'd be like Oh, oh I missed that that makes sense that makes Which sense and, it, and when they reveal it to you you're like ah oh, that's clever because that was there I didn't have my eyes open I was yeah. looking in the wrong place this movie is one of those whodunits where you can fucking guess who it is like you have to be a fucking idiot to not know who done it in this seriously you have the, the, everything's there the gloves the fucking sound of the boots like it's all there yeah. you have to be a fucking idiot to not get whodunit in this film and the way they throw in the whodunit is again you know I, I, I have a love narration with me is, is love or hate when it's done well Sin City love it when it's done badly takes me out the film how do they give you the whodunit in this it's not because you weren't looking in the right place they never fucking that's, show that's you that's the thing and I think that's the part that they is just say oh by the way while that was going on here let's put this in this was happening too and that's why Daisy Domagoo got a secret like fuck off even that part I can deal with because you're like okay so she does have an alliance in here that part I don't no, the alliance was fine but in terms of who poisoned the coffee yeah. you never showed me that so fuck your whodunit this isn't a whodunit movie anymore because there was no detail you showed me before which could have made me which could have either thrown me which is the point of a whodunit is the person who you think it is is actually not it and it's someone else and this, this is the reason why oh that makes sense yeah. no that's not here the person you think it is it is that person even though you've got no fucking shred of evidence to it and the way they throw it in oh here's a family guy-esque bat scene and 30 seconds before ding 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 this happened yeah. fuck off yeah, that part I'll give you. I'll give you that. So, if that's the whole premise of the Who Done It, how the fuck is this a good Who Done It film? The initial part of it, it was the ending that let me down. I, I was they had me invested at first, bit too long. Yeah, I was invested, and then the end, I was like, you guys lost me. But what was the point of this film? It's a good question. Uh, but it's my number ten. Yeah. Fuck this film. Fuck this film hard. That's your number six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just humor me. Huh? No, no. I, how the fuck is that your number six? I, I was actually involved. I, I was like, okay. I, I was actually invested. The ending was a letdown, but I was invested in the film. Oh my fucking hell. Fine. My number seven was Inglorious Bastards. My number six, get ready to say punt. Django Unchained. Punt. Okay, your number five. Jackie Brown. Yeah, my number eight. Jackie Brown, let's be honest, if we're going to talk of Samuel L. Jackson at his most sinister. Oh, yeah, Odell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck, mate. This is the film. 
this is the film. In terms of casting as well, just like we talked about with Inglorious, everybody is cast perfectly. Pam Greer was great. Little Bridget Fonda was great. There's Robert so De Niro yeah. was great. They everyone, were all great. everyone was perfect. Michael Keaton was fucking put on point in this. Yeah, but the film is weird as fuck. You know he didn't write it, right? This is the one which is an adaptation. This is an Elmore Leonard novel. Okay. okay. Elmore Leonard, who also wrote Get Shorty and Be Cool. Okay. And uh, Out of Sight, the George Clooney film with Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is an Elmore Leonard book, which is why it feels a bit different to his other movies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, delivered well. Delivered it's his well. most intelligent film. Yeah. By a long way. Because he did write it. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's just call yeah. a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's very intelligent. Yet still has you asking questions at the end of what is going on. It's yeah. not as confusing as another film that's going to be mentioned later, by all means. The one film that we were so positive about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it has you in a way. That it, it's, got, it's got a straight narrative. It has you. It throws you off where it should do. Yeah. It, it has you at tension points when it needs to. It, it's a well put together film you know it's it is and you feel like you are living in that world like this is very much a world in which the characters are living and breathing and it has a pulse little details like the way he, the way he gives Robert De Niro his keys and he says yeah man just point out the car and you hear a little and then the next scene without any dialogue being said in between you literally hear the key and it goes yeah, it's yeah. fucking great yeah. you know little touches like that or that long walk when Pam Grier's getting out of the detention centre, you know? There's all these great little touches where you're like, I'm in this world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jackson as Odell Roby is... <laughs> That's some shivers right there, man. But I love the fact that um, Bridget Fonda's character, his hot little surfer girl, yeah. fucks with him so badly. Yeah, it's true. Why don't you get the door? <laughs> oh, you think he's scary? He reads with his... He, he mouth moves when he reads. It's like... <laughs> You, you're gonna get hurt, Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And ironically, he's not the one who hurts her. Exactly, exactly. Which is bad. But I love the way she messes with the nearest him. Hmm, how long you known him? Cool. Wanna fuck? Like what? Okay. <laughs> that was so mad as well. That was so mad. She's so hot though, and that isn't she. Um, anything to add on Jackie? As I said, it was the end that threw me. When you see everyone walking out the cinema, you're like, what? What? Come again? Yeah, yeah. What? And that's, that is where I think the birth of the sub-world yeah. was created. And yeah. Like, okay. Well played. So as much as you said it's out of the universe, that was the one that... He's trying to tie in, yeah. Yeah. That was the one that put them together. And I was mm. like, hey, applaud. applaud. It is a very, very well put together film. That was your number five, Indeed. yeah? Indeed. Uh, my number five, Natural Bone Killers. My number eight. Now, why so low? Why so low? Because the film was too trippy for its own good. I just proper like, trippy. <laughs> the fuck am I watching? Like again, I wanted to do this for Downey Junior films, who I love as a dare I say Steve Irwin to real people reporter. Yeah. It was it was just too trippy for me. I was like, what am I watching? Wayne Gale, he was called, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, I love the chemistry between Mickey and Mallory, between Juliette Lewis and Woody Harrelson. So fucking good. It really, really was like a modern day Bonnie and Clyde. I yeah, love that. Yeah, you know, amped up. They, yeah, they were amped up. Amped up. <laughs> it was mad. 
it was funny because like, you watch it and you're like, something's happened to have made her the way she is. And, like the minute yeah, I said him. that, no, 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 <laughs> and the raping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like before, just as I said it, there was a the flashback, and I like how her mind sees it as a comedy show and yeah, stuff like that. You know, it was it was good, but in the same yeah, her father her, raping her, right? And then you so see, horrible it was, it was. And then you could see how iconic Rodney Dangerfield, big time, big right? Time. Big time, and then even um, Nikki, you can see he had some history as well. That's yeah. just and what brought them together. But I don't know if it was an expectation or I was expecting a more grounded film, and I'm just thrown into this trippy world. And I was like, Was it Tom Sizemore who played Jack Scagnetti, the policeman who's pursuing uh, yeah. them? He was an ass as well. Scagnetti. So he's also connected to the film with the table scene and the set in the one area. Um, we'll come back to that later but yeah this is another one of the characters who's connected yeah, to the universe yeah and um, I just yeah I I, I was just I, don't get me wrong since I was expecting a rampage I got a rampage of I, especially in the prison right that was too much <laughs> it's intense isn't it it was too much it's like, you, you understand certain bits you get certain bits and then I was like this is gonna end. the film's ending now and I was like, no the, the violence is still going on mm. what the hell it was just and then the way the world glorifies them as well and I'm like this is but this is it they become infamous and yeah it, I, I think it's a brilliant social critique it, yeah I, I get it I get it I and get I it. think we're going to have an element of this in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably you can see where you can, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of the narrative of the film isn't yeah. it yeah but I was just I was yeah I was thrown I was throwing I adore it and I love the way that as fucked up as she is in their relationship she's still his moral compass like when they killed the uh, Native American and she's like bad 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 boy I mean let's be honest let's be honest I I mean how can I say it I, uh, I don't want to do the three things for sure but they there we go they they are the real life Joker and Harley aren't they they really are they are just whoa <laughs> he, he is mental he's yeah, so yeah. fucking unhinged yeah. I think I maintain this is the best I've ever seen Woody I can't think of anything so, except so maybe the I, people versus Larry Flynn where he's which bad. I haven't seen but have, 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 I think I've told you this recently and I was hoping it would disprove it and it somewhat did but I was still I always thought Woody Harrison was majorly cool yeah he is however He's unhinged. I think I'll go back. I think I like, I, I don't want to do this. But I'm going to interest him. Whoa. I like him on the small screen as opposed to the big screen. Most of the For stuff instance. Okay, so he pissed me off in Triple Nine or whatever that film I think was. everyone pissed you off in that, though. Yeah, so yeah, that's not what yeah. that film pissed no, you off. No, but he, his character was annoying there. White Men Can't Jump and Money Train were very... Th- average when I thought they were meant to be great I just caught average off of them I haven't even seen the last of the apes movie because I was just scared there was something else Woody was in he's not the problem with that movie there was something else Woody done he's actually good in that film by the way okay he's not the problem with it I can't remember what the last film was and I was like I don't know if I enjoyed Woody on the big screen Behave. Honestly, Behave I, I, now. It hurt me to say it because I was all, Woody's just that cool, unhinged guy. He plays that. Natural Born Killers and The People versus Larry Flynn. I have to check that one. I will. But yeah, it was a weird one for me. And I was like, okay, I prefer this is one of your better big screen films yes. for me. But I was just like, 
And I remember, I remember this great interview he did also going um, when when Oliver Stone approached him about because Oliver Stone directed this, not Tarantino. Tarantino wrote it, but when Oliver Stone approached Woody and he had a he had a sit down, he had a coffee with him, and he said, "I feel like there's a bit of." childhood trauma in you and I think that's why I want to cast you is that true and Woody went yeah my father used to kick the shit out of me it's like whoa <laughs> the, the casting is accurate <laughs> yeah 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 this is, this is a thing so yeah it was, I was expecting one thing I think it, you get these kind of things that when I'm thrown I'm just it's not gonna sit right with me and that's where Natural Born and Dust Till Dawn but how good is that fucking interview between him and Robert Downey how good is that fucking interview and this is what I like with these guys who are unhinged but can convince you yeah they can convince you I get it may I I ask is that Mickey well shit Wayne I'm I'm a natural born killer it's so good do you know the bit yeah when they say pay attention to a line that meant so much Mm. is on his way to prison his lines were you ain't seen nothing yet yeah yeah, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. Yeah, yet. because what happens in prison? It goes oh down. Oh my days! <laughs> it's not often I will look at a film and say, "You've made me uncomfortable." You've gone too far. Like, yeah, they, 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 stop. Just stop. We yeah. get it. It's <laughs> very it. horrible. It was madness. No, it's relentless. Yeah. It's a fucking great film. Right, your number four. My number four, Django Unchained. Which is my number six, yeah. It, it's great. This, I think of all of his... I think of his modern trilogy, so, you know, The Hateful Eight, Inglorious, and Django, this, I think, is head and shoulders the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Again, everyone's so well cast. You know, it's really bad, because, obviously, Jamie Foxx was Django, and that was... The, you know, he was perfect. But... Christoph Waltz Christoph was Waltz, again. So him good. and the Tarantino versus just needed. It's yeah, just yeah. Needed. DiCaprio... Oh my god. DiCaprio. That was the first thing that came to my mind. DiCaprio. And as much as Odell is the most sinister, the most hated yeah. Samuel Jackson is found in fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a cunt, isn't he? He are just the ultimate house liver. Yeah, but I don't even. Sorry, whoa, wait, yeah, it, yeah. but it is what it was. You know, it, that, that was the name, House Negro. If we have to, but yeah. Oh God! Oh, shut up! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Shut yeah. the fuck up! Like whoa, yeah. But Volts again really steals the screen, doesn't he? Yeah, I am Schultz, and this is the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just laugh that fucking and horse. every time. Isn't that it? horse, it's just every time. It, it, yeah, if we're going to talk revenge, this is a revenge movie. Yeah, of, of the highest nature. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's weird because it's. Some would say sequel to the old spaghetti westerns. Obviously, Django was slightly differently cast back then because it was an original Django movie. In there. So I'm saying, oh, was that? I didn't know that. Western Django's out there. And I didn't know that. It, it's yeah. It gets yeah. This you. is Tarantino said, doing a western, and he yeah. does it bloody well. Yeah. And he took a subject that you wouldn't normally talk about in the western. You know, that was mm. it, yeah. So he just brought western and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the Cowboys aren't always the good guys. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, you know. Like, I'll show you the, the plantation farmers. Yeah, and the cunts. Yeah, exactly. You, you you just study it all, and you know, one man just doing what he can, and you seems like the ultimate suicide mission. But hey, he, yeah, he makes it happen. 
Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. As you said, the best of the, the new breed, as it were. Oh, it is. The best by a long way. The best of the new breed by a very, very long way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everything worked in this movie. The, the, I think the way he, he shot it with the colour palette he used, the dialogue was on point. It didn't have that kind of Tarantino stylization until DiCaprio came in. Like that whole scene about the shape of a skull. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. What? <laughs> and I'm back in a Tarantino movie here. The monologues. It? Yeah. Just, just, Him and his monologues, when, when, man. When, when Tarantino says, right, yeah. one guy's going to talk, I'm not going to take any interruptions, he's just going to talk. Yeah. That movie, yeah. yeah. He nearly done it in um, Dust Till Dawn, but it was a conversation. Which when, one? When the dad was talking about why he's given up on religion, but the daughter just interrupts here and there. Little question. Yeah. But he just, you know, he still was able to run. But, um, yeah. I've got a lot of Tarantino on the lock. You do. You do. It's, yeah. But now I think we're getting into the, the, the meat. Of- so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a confession now. Uh-huh. There's a film that you mentioned, and I... Dare I say I had it, but I forgot Django, so I had to remove the other film I know it's going to be in your top three for sure what it is I know that for a fact oh I know what you've forgotten I'll fuck you up don't say it I didn't forget it I had it I forgot Django and I had to put Django over it oh 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 so so you've put the hateful eight in of uh... (laughs) so you're testing my friendship here to be fair, I put Death Proof in over, which yeah, that's yeah. What hurts me. You, you done that, that too. That, that could have been. We might need to remake your list, AJ. I. There's no y- Yeah, because Death Proof would be on that worst line that we have. So but, put the hateful eight where Death Proof is. So I can, move, I can move them up. I can move them up. I could. Yeah. My number four is Kill Bill. Pumped. Hmm. Your number three, Kill Bill. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Punt. Okay. <laughs> so. My number three, Reservoir Dogs. Punt. Alright, your number two. Kill Bill. Okay. <laughs> we will talk about a movie eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most awkward of punting that punt, could go Punt, 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 punt. Right. As some would believe, my all time favourite film, one and two put together. I'm not, oh, so in research. I've read Kill Bill 3 is a thing. Yeah. I didn't know this. How I didn't know about it, I don't know, but I'm... But it's been a thing for ages, whether it ever happens or not. Okay. Because he he wants to stick to his ten movies. Uh Well, what a way to end. (laughs) Give him a trilogy. The the rumour is that his tenth movie is going to be a Star Trek film. I don't know if I want that. Nope. I don't know if I want to put Tarantino in space. I mean, it's one thing he hasn't done, to be fair, but I don't know if I want to do that and I don't know if it w- if I were to give him the right to go into space I don't know if I would do it with a franchise he's a massive Trekkie I, no 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 I get that but I also am aware of the way he writes and directs and I don't know if well I'm fit yeah it at wouldn't. all could you imagine a, 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 a stone, you dumb motherfucking uh, yeah or just a, like a, a, a monologue you could uh, no you could have a brilliant monologue about the the ball. I was going to say about the Klingons or something, or even the, I, this is going to be so out there for you. But you've got the Romulans and the Vulcans, which I know I've heard of them. I know the names. They don't make me laugh like the Borg does. 
but it's you know that that you could have a hate speech coming up from that but I don't think it's I no I don't think it would do either any justice I agree I don't think it would do either any justice I think you could get a very trippy it would be a bit like oh what's that film with Schwarzenegger where he, and they remade it with Colin Farrell oh the Total Recall that's the kind of space movie actually coming from um, from Tarantino <laughs> it would have to be at a Total Recall type of level I couldn't do Star Trek it would, yeah. have, it would have yeah and then Kid Rock soundtrack <laughs> over the top with the bar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Mental. Yeah, something to just throw you, but not yeah. Star Trek. Sorry, as much as you could be the biggest Trekkie, it can't happen. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. So yeah. So fun fact, we've just talked Django. Yeah. The black girl who they were trying to save in Django, her descendant's name is on the tomb that they bury Beatrix Kiddo in. In part two. Okay. That's another connection. Okay. For a minute, I thought we were just going to go with the. <laughs> she has the same name as Vivica A. Fox's character. No, no. And um, the whole of Kill Bill is. The Deadly Viper Assassination Gang is described in a movie we've already punted on. Okay. I'll come to it when we talk about it. I love I love the way he done that, though. Yeah. To create this universe. Yeah. It's the sort of thing I would do if I could. If I was a film writer. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think you know again that that golden ticket in um, Last Action Hero, that separate world. So yeah. I like how he honours it. That this is our yeah, world. Yeah. That is your world. You yeah, know? yeah. So just small little Easter eggs to connect. Hundred percent, love it. The, 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 the ultimate again. It's a revenge. a revenge movie. It's Uma Thurman at her absolute best. It is her best. Hundred percent. The casting was brilliant Michael Madsen being a really good villain yeah David Lucy Liu Lucy Liu was phenomenal in this Lucy Liu Lucy so Liu. good go go like yeah. the crazy 80 I was just like, I can't picture even Daryl Hannah it was Tarantino doing a Bruce Lee film yeah it really was he even fucking dressed her in the Bruce Lee jumpsuit yeah. 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 it's brilliant touch definitely definitely um, the music it, again was so on point. Foot fetish, wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, he brought it all. In the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. There was nothing that it had. The comedy, the action. It was as you said. It's a kung fu movie, yeah. and he done kung fu. He he westernized a kung fu movie, and no one could hate on it. You know, because it was like, okay, this is who we are. This is my hair. Like, this is it. But in order for me to go deep kung fu, in order for me to kick off against you guys. I'm gonna go and fight. I do the hands on. Yeah, like all of it. Who technically is not kung fu? Is karate? But anyway. does karate not fall in the kung fu? No, kung fu from China, karate from Japan. But that was the martial art, like. Oh, okay. And taekwondo is from Korea. That I was aware. Of. Oh, you see, all different. Oh, yeah, I'm aware that they're different. I just thought that kung fu was the main. Muay Thai is from. Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just a Taiwan in it. That would have yeah. just thrown it like you. You said Taiwan, I would have Rum Thai, rum Thai. But yeah, I, I know why people believe it was my possibly is my favorite film because you like, say it is after uh, Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, I, look, th- th- I have th- proof of this. I know. I, I think again. I, I think I was guilt tripped into that. But I could easily watch oh, one and two. Everyone's like, "Kill Bill's your favorite movie." Kill Bill's your favorite movie. 
yeah, it's so hard to. Do- I, I love this. When you tell people, oh, we're doing a film podcast, we've done YouTube. Oh, you guys like to talk films? Yeah. What's your favourite movie? Do you not realise the fact that we love film doesn't make it easy to have one film? Yeah. <laughs> I can subcategorise this shit and still Yeah, literally. Like but. Kill Bill is so much right so much story of the bride who gets betrayed at her wedding and by the deadly viper assassination gang who she used to be a part of and goes on a fucking killing spree to get to their leader Bill but in order to kill Bill she has to go through the whole gang and she goes around the world and handles her shit and culminates in a Superman monologue now you can do your three things to show in life this is the time this was the one uh, even when we talked about rats and the thing, I was gonna say I was this gonna bring it up, and I was like no 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 I, I didn't want to bring the spoilers to this when he spun the world I'm gonna say it, he spun the world by saying Superman all other heroes have a secret identity Bruce Wayne is Batman da 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 but Superman is different Superman is his true identity. Yeah. Clark Kent is his Kent. alter ego. And this is how And it's his critique of yeah. humanity. He's weak, he's cowardly, he's unsure of himself, and it's like, yeah! <laughs> fucking yeah! I was. <laughs> Good point. Nerdgasm. Good, Good point, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like, let's go back to Superman again, like, Martha. Oh, good point. They're both called Martha. Move on. No, this was a. How did I not say that? Yeah. Yeah. He's not Clark. He's Cal. He is Cal. Cal is faking it to be, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. This is like. It is literally, and it's it, it's his tribute to old school kung fu movies. It really is everything: the Bruce Lee jumpsuit, the crazy eighty-eight fight scene, um, the, the, the which tri- is also a homage to Bruce with his Kato days. Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, as uh, Green, Hornet. Green Hornet. Thank you. Um, the uh, the the training with uh, Pai Mei Nam up in the temple. Yeah, it's so good. Everything. There's nothing you can't ask for anything. They even did the five inch punch. Did you see that when she was trying to break it with the two knuckles? They did everything, mate. It's a tribute to kung fu movies. Yeah, best way possible. Ah, oh, love love yeah, love a bit of Kill Bill. Love me a bit of Kill Bill. So what number was that for you too? Yeah, two. Okay, my number two, True Romance. So this is the one that was... Yeah, I know it is, motherfucker. And so True Romance, Dick. in honesty, was going to be my number five. Cool, yeah. let's do that. Push everything else down, remove Death Proof, put True yeah, Romance yeah, at five, yeah, I do it do now. That. Right, I could do that. <sighs> I, I, a, a monologue. Which <laughs> one? Pick your monologue. Sicilian. This-, <laughs> this film has got... So many fucking good monologues. That scene, though, the Sicilians. But then, yeah, the Sicilians are ends. Yeah, sand ends. Yeah. <laughs> you, my friend, are a fucking eggplant. Like, <laughs> but I love it because he knows he's toast. But he this, knows there, there is, is no, no way out, and he's you, gonna you go talk, out with intelligence. About, we talk about the impending tension in Inglorious. Oh. The impending tension there. <laughs> I do not believe any other film could top that one. 
It's Lawrence just, of Arabia, but other than okay, that, you, you're just there, and you're like, okay, he's a dead man. He's in trouble. Will he let out where he son is? Is he gonna not? Okay, he's not. So he, okay, there, there is there is no chance because he lives in a camp of a trailer park. There's yeah, no, there's no chance of help coming from. There's right no way there. out here. Even even if there was, I don't think they could handle these guys because it's no. not a one on one. It's there's a few people. This is the Costa Costa Nostra. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, okay, what do you do? Well, first, I'm gonna light one up, and I'm gonna tell you about yourself. Because I'm not going to go down like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, literally. I refuse to go down like a bitch. I am not going to go down like a bitch. But even before that, the 17 ways that you can read someone lying. Yeah. Women have got 23, men have got 17, you know? It's like, yeah. damn. Yeah. I. You said you were Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, I'm Sicilian. I read history. That shit fascinates me. Did you know that Sicilians were ends? Like... Come again? <laughs> no, 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 it's true. The Moors from North Africa and the Moors are ends. They came to Italy and they did so much fucking with the Sicilian women that the WAPs, blonde hair, blue eyes, became black hair, brown eyes. So tell me, my friend, am I lying? Because <laughs> you are a fucking eggplant. <laughs> oh! It's one of the best fucking pieces of monologue ever written. And it's like, I mean, there's no insinuation that the guy was racist and there's a problem with him. But the way you want to break it down to me. Yeah. You're going to pay for that shit. Yeah. You're going to pay for that. And Christopher Walken literally at the end, he laughs and he's like, I haven't killed a guy in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking epic but no I love the implausibility and yet reality of this film it, you know the way that they fall in love is so fucking implausible but their chemistry is so fucking good that you buy it the chemistry you can see Tarantino when it comes to chemistry because that and that Tony Scott directed this remember true but he wrote it right Tarantino wrote it but that way he shows their that is the, it's very reminiscent of Natural Born Killers that it just yeah it's, 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 it's so seamless it, for a guy who's quite twisted yeah he likes to show love at first sight he really does but it's fucking believable yeah like okay you've got to swallow because it's a Hollywood machine essentially telling you here's a true love story and you're like oh for fuck's sake what they fucked one night now they're in love you've got to get over that and if, if you manage to get over that and you get on board with it it's actually quite sweet yeah 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 um, and can we talk about the motherfucking cast it, has there ever been a better cast put to film? Tony Christian Slater. Wait, wait, go. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting and going to the top. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Samuel L. Jackson, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Michael Rappaport, James Gandolfini, uh, Tom Sizemore, Chris Penn. I've missed some, I know it. I know, I can't even think of them off my head, Nate, but it's just. Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it goes on and on and on. It's unreal. Every, every scene, even if it's blinkers, you miss it. Scenes like, oh shit, he's in it. Oh shit, he's in it. Gary Oldman's best performance. I remember we had this discussion. You're not alone in saying that. You're not alone in saying that. I, mate, he's mesmeric in this. He, he, he's, he is. A hey, yo, is it white boy day? <laughs> 
No, man, it ain't white boy day. You're a twisted motherfucker at that point. He's scary. Twisted. He's legit scary, isn't it? Yeah. No, I love true romance. And it's it's such a small, simple story. Couple falls in love, mess with the wrong guys, find some drugs, try to sell the drugs and sail off into the sunset. Yeah. It's literally all it is. Yeah. And yet this madness that ensues around them. And also, we're talking scenes. Can we talk, please, about the scene... Not the shootout, the scene between James Gandolfini and Alabama. But when she he's kicking the shit oh, out of her. Oh, yeah, yeah, How yeah, yeah. fucking well does she play vulnerable in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, go on, stick me, baby. Go on, give it to daddy. It's, it's fucking yeah. brutal. Yeah, it's so, Alabama, her connection is... Or is your number one. Okay. She's brought up. Okay. She's brought up. Okay. So... So we've, bo- we've both done our number two. Well, no, that was my number three. Oh, that yeah, was my, my number, number two. Th- yeah. So in true silver screen fashion, what's your worst? <sighs> well, considering it's now been moved, yeah, death proof. Death proof, 100%. Death proof was... Uh, well, uh, we've, we've done it now. It's unwatchable. Due, due to my cock-up. But, um, it's fucking unwatchable. It, I, I just couldn't... Cinematically filmed really well. In the sense yeah. of... In the sense that where it throws you, but I was like, "What the fuck? Yep. What the actual fuck?" I, do, do you know, before this, because because I'm thinking of the ten and the way I limited it. There was that twit kit, Quentin Tarantino presents or something. That, yeah. That my name is Modesty bullshit, which I will never always tell mm. people is one of the worst films I've seen. That's recently been topped. We'll talk about that. Well, we spoke about it last week. There's also my best friend's birthday. That bullshit. That, that's a short. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, neither have I. I remember Lawrence Bender, his friend, saying, make sure that never sees the light of day. <laughs> oh, I will be watching it tonight. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Should we go with our number ones then? Your number so, one? We haven't... Okay. Or we've each punted. So, okay. So there's that. It was one or the other and we both got them. Okay, yeah, yeah. So my number one is Reservoir Dogs. Of course it is. That was my, uh, number, that was my number three. Fuck, yeah. it's good. Fuck so, me, this film's I, good. I, when it came to these final three, I juggled. Yeah, I juggled. I'm you do juggled. catch me on any other day. My one, could you be your one, and vice yeah, versa? Yeah. Literally, I juggled. Pulp Fiction. I'm going to bring it up. Was one thing that I will bring up later. But I, I what, what got me with this one was because I, I was even going to mention Kill Bill, like Kill Bill, for all the passion I've had for mm. him and his homage to a cin- old cinema. But let's be real. If you're going to talk the first. But they would say written and directed by this was him. This is him. This this film literally captures everything that that makes Tarantino who he is. Really sort of nitty gritty style of filming. The chapter divisions. The low budget. The fucking excellent monologues. The cast. The cast. That was the birth of his cast. Yeah, the excellent music. Yeah. I mean that intro when the when they're all after the table scene and they're all walking down the street looking back on the track, yeah, little green bag. You know, obviously stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> yeah, which, I don't care who the fuck you are. If you've seen Reservoir Dogs, you can never hear that song without going, eh, eh. <laughs> right? The performances all around were phenomenal and they were all very different and subtleties that he doesn't obviously often get affiliated with. Because that opening shot at the table that shows you who all the characters this, are. This is it. This is the Who Done It. Yes. This is the Who. This is the Who Done It. Yeah. This is his Who Done It done properly. Ah, you were asking about Alabama. So, 
she's connected to this film. Literally, you know when it cuts to Mr. White and it cuts to him in Joe's office and the first line is, Alabama, haven't seen her for a long time. That's Alabama Whirly. Mr. Blonde, um, when they when he's out of prison and they say, so who's your, uh, who's your um, detention officer? Seymour Scagnetti, brother of Jack Scagnetti from Natural Born Killers. This film is a huge tie-in to the Tarantino-verse. Vic Vega, brother of Vincent Vega, who we'll talk about in a moment. This film is a is literally the launch pad for his universe. Um, but yeah, it's so infinitely cool. A bank robbery, it's not a, sorry, not a bank robbery, a jewel heist gone wrong, wrong. and you never see the heist. All you see is a minutia bit of planning, but the aftermath of what happens. It's it's epic. It throws you. It, it's one of those things, as you said, the answers are there, but you will point a finger at every motherfucker. Literally. No, no, no. Oh, no, okay, go with him. Okay. I had my money on Mr. Pink for the longest time. Yeah. Because he's a little weasel. Yeah, yeah. Everything just has you on a... Is he okay? No, it's not you. Oh, and then it, it, the gradual market up is like, okay, okay, <laughs> can yeah. only be one of, and it was just like, okay, yeah, you got me, yeah, you got me, yeah. It, it was, you never think it's Mr., you never think it's uh, yeah. the one, it is. The one. just in case, yeah, just in case. Um, so yeah, the only spoiler we've given it is not Mr. Pink, but <laughs> apart from that, we won't go any further. But much like with Superman uh, in Kill Bill. There's a monologue here that does make you think. The one about tipping. Tip, yeah. It does. It's like, hang on, he's got a point. The girls who are serving coffee, how do they differ from the girls serving coffee in McDonald's? Society says we tip these people, but not these people. They essentially both serve you a food. Yeah. Ha! Huh. I'm not against tipping, but I see where you're coming from. You can't argue. Huh. You can't argue. Well, <laughs> what lack of virgins really about? <laughs> <laughs> it's about this nympho who fucks a guy with a big dick and it hurts her for the first time. <laughs> it's like a virgin. It's like, wow. <laughs> and when you hear that, it's like, yep, sold, 100%. Makes sense. Makes sense. Completely. Completely. Now, it's it's one of the greatest indie films ever made, this. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal filmmaking. You can't, you can't argue with it. It's just... And I was, I, I was torn. I was torn. And I just... I said, no... Yeah. Listen, we'll go into my number one and I'll tell you why it's my number one. The same reason that we both agree Sean Connery created Bond and Bosnan perfected it, my number one Pulp Fiction is Pierce Bosnan. I think Reservoir Dogs is Sean Connery. Do you know what? He created something. He created the monologue. He created the low budget um, stylization. He created the dialogues that basically mean nothing but yet are so fucking engaging the cool music the big cast all of that he brought together in Reservoir Dogs but he took it up a notch in Pulp Fiction do you know you've got more memorable you, you have so monologue and dialogue and dare I say Pulp Fiction was my introduction to Tarantino so it always so be near good. and dear to my heart and I think what made it third right yeah is the narrative I can explain Kill Bill and I can explain Reservoir Dogs. Not that that it makes it any less of a film. Yeah, you you can't explain Pulp Fiction. You really can't. You know, it's... it's, Yeah, I've I've done this once before. It's like how the interwoven tapestry of society binds all of these gangsters together in the modern-day LA. It's like, yes, that's the film students' analysis of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Leave that at the door. Break it down. What is Pulp Fiction about? How do you explain it? 
shit happens to different people <laughs> literally and it all connects in the end yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is that as much as I can tell you literally but for lack of having a proper story the fucking fuck, awesome the fucking dialogues in this and you Probably. can pick one the foot massages Tony uh, uh, Anton Rockamora Tony Rocky Horror Half Fight Half Samoan you know the, the fucking Royale with even cheese burger, like even down to a burger the Royale with cheese the, 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 the bad motherfucker the bad motherfucker the Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2517 yeah. the the oh man fuck me the casting Mr. Winston Wolf uh, everyone Bruce Willis when they're, clean, when they're cleaning brains up in the back of the car Oh man, I don't think I'll ever forget your ass for this. Hey Jules, you ever believe that bullshit that when a man says he's sorry, he's requited? Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. Man, who said that motherfucker wasn't picking up niggas' pieces of brain on the car? <laughs> sorry for the end bomb. It is. It's the film. It's hey the, yeah. Jules, Jules, I'm just saying, man, I'm a race car and I'm in the red. And I'm just saying, it's dangerous to keep a race car in the red. Yeah, you a race car in the red? Well, I'm the motherfucking guns of the Navarone, motherfucker. <laughs> it's so good. Every ah, you could you could quote every. Well, I'm a, that's it. Now I'm a simplified motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's yeah. It, it, it's got some, and it's got one of the best soundtracks ever. Yeah, ever. And here, here's the connection to Kill Bill. So, Mrs. Mia Wallace, when they go to the Jackrabbit Slim's restaurant, what's she telling him about the pilot that she did? Yeah, that pilot's Kill Bill. Part of this deadly female assassination gang. The black girl's specialty was demolition. The French girl's specialty was sex. What was your specialty? Knives. It's Kill Bill. The face, if you could see, if, if the face could make noise. So Mia is Beatrix. Yeah, Mia is Beatrix. But that then, oh, no, because then that means it's a TV show. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, Kill Bill was part of the TV world. So I wanted that so bad no. to be real. No, it's TV world. I know, right? And I think we'll leave it on that because that's such a great connection. You've got two minutes to wrap this shit up. Fuck it, man. Ah, oh, you got me good. You got me good. I know, right? I, so does Pop go in above Reservoir? Do they both go in or do we have to mix it up a bit here? Let's be honest. Where was Kill Bill for you? Uh, Kill Bill for me was number four. So in a Rushmore, three out of four have been commonly proven. Yes. You have one minute. My only thing is... The only one I could possibly fight for would be You're gonna Django. say Django. And I'd fight for true romance. <sighs> With a minute to go, it's a very hard <laughs> debate. No, I know. My my ultimate debate would be, you've said yourself, some of the one one of the greatest cars, but the greatest tension building scene of all time. This is how good Tarantino's writing is, it permeates even other directors. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of Quentin Tarantino movies. Fuck, we're out of time. In no particular order is number one. Pulp Fiction. Number two. Kill Bill. Number three. 
Reservoir Dogs, number four. True Romance. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I'm AJ. I'm Nicolero. See ya. See ya. <laughs>